This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. Hey, man. Uh, hey, Jack. It's a new week. I just like... <laughs> I don't know if I have those muscles anymore, you know? It's been so long. I don't long. know if I can remember how to do this. Yeah. This thing we do. Here's the thing about podcasting, Baby yeah. Nation. It's a lot like uh, aerobics. It's a lot like... Chess. Chess. You know the moves. You yeah. never forget the moves. You never forget the moves. We know the knight goes in the L shape. But you forget... You forget the openers. You forget the openings. Are we doing the collie opening? Are we doing a Cressman? Are we, are we, what's that? We doing the Chipper's Gambit? Are we doing the Queen's Gambit? We doing the, the Rooks Over Easy? I feel like I'm naming real openings and you're just saying stuff. No. Okay. Are we doing the King's Flying Grandma? Oh, oh, are you doing a Sicilian defense? No, I'm doing a... Tuscan defense. Sicilian dragon. Yeah. I'm naming real chess openings and you're just saying stuff. The way you do a Tuscan defense is you do your pawns in a single file towards the enemy line. Uh-huh. To conceal their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Wars joke. You get it? Yeah, like yeah. Tuscan Raiders? Yeah. Got it. Good. What a great way to start, Baby Nation. The reason our energy is weird right now is... We're still in Jack's fucking Airbnb... We just finished the last episode. Baby Nation, this is going to blow your mind, and it's going to make you think about time in a different way. But to you, a week, at least one week has passed, possibly more. Hopefully just one week. Hopefully you're somebody who's checking in every week. Because if not, please let us know, because we try to get these out every week. Right. But... It's 10 p.m. here At least a week has passed for you, but for us here in Baby Nation HQ... 30 minutes has passed. Literally 30 minutes has we passed. We finished the last episode. Jack had a lovely conversation with his wife. I, I was very sweet. Who talked. Back home. Yeah. And I was here for it. It was weird. Yeah. And then, <laughs> now, now it's 10 p.m., Mm-hmm. We're still in Brooklyn. Yeah, we're still at the Airbnb we were at last week. Yeah, we're getting going at 10 p.m. on another episode. We're talking about a different book. Talking about a different book, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> our energy is weird because we've been drinking all night. We're full of vegetarian Chinese food. Let's not. Let's not tell them how, how the cookie gets made. <laughs> we've been drinking some amount of the night. We've been and drinking we're some f- amount of the night. We may or may not have. I had dinner. We had it. We did. We did. I'm going to have more right now. Okay. Listen to this. No, Tanner, don't make mouth noises into the fucking microphone. It's like, you're, this is your edit, so if you keep it in and people complain, th- that's fucking 100%. Baby, that's two weeks in a row that I'm making mouth noises on the podcast. I think if you'll remember it, probably last week. Well, if Jack cut it. I cut it. Shame on him. <laughs> Can I introduce the show, I guess? I ate the same Chinese food last week, Baby Nation. I would love to introduce the show. Yeah. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Come on, man. Come with me. Come with me. Let's be dangerous. Club. Club. We're in the same room. We couldn't even sink on the second club because of your hubris. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 I took a beer. I took a drink of beer. Spit like a mouthful of beer onto his microphone. (laughs) Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 I am your primary host, Jack Alexander Shepard. And I, Tanner Greenring. And I, Jack Shepard, every week discuss a different novel from the great sitter's cycle by the hand that shakes the princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle Matthews, Martin Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. She is the first of her name and the last of her kind and the last hope for humankind. And this week we are going to be talking about the great novel, Christy the classic and novel. the Sister War. Oh, we talked about it already. We did that one. Yes. Oh, God, Jack. I'm just not going to be able to make heads or tails of any <laughs> of this. 
This week, we're talking about a novel called Claudia Makes Up Her Mind. We talked about that last week. Mark Jaffe, The Color War, Josh. You talked about it last week, and it was a mistake. Claudia Makes Up Her Mind, man. It's a book about the mind. She makes up her mind at least twice. At least twice. Yeah. What about... There are a lot of kings in Stony Brook. Not too many. Michael King, King. Yep. And King. Clarence King. Clarence King. Clarence King. Michael Who insists on being called King. Yeah. Michael Michael King. King. We don't know what he calls himself. Mike. Mike. King. Mike Check. Mike Check. Mike, uh, Baby Nation, this is a hit segment on the podcast. Usually in the outro. Usually we relegate it to the outro. It's called Mike Check. This week, it's in the episode. Mm-hmm. My mic this week is Michael King. Jack, which mic did you bring to the episode this week? Mike Mills from R.E.M. Yep. What's he up to? Probably living off of his millions. Yeah. From being in a famous band. My second runner-up for Mike is Michael Stipe. Oh, that's what I was going to say. From R.E.M. Yeah. <laughs> What's he up to? Probably living off of his millions. It's a very bad segment, and we promise you we'll never do it again. <laughs> Someday we're going to have like an all-segment episode. <laughs> it's going to be like a bonus episode that's yeah. just like, we do every segment, and yeah. now we have to do <laughs> mic check. Anyway, Baby Nation, welcome to the show. My name is Tanner Greenring. My name is Jack Shepard. We read a book about Claudia... Making up her mind. And making man. out with boys, yeah. man. You're not wrong. Two. Two. Of them this week. Great. How many boys did you make out with this week, Jack? Zero. So it's pretty fucking momentous. Yeah. (laughs) No, two in one week is a lot. Um, I was thinking maybe I could describe the novel. Yeah, if you feel like that's necessary. Can you uh, cue up some music? Baby Nation, we read two books. One was called Christie and Sisty War. One was called Claudia Makes Up Her Mind. They were both about... War. Yeah. And can you tell them? They were both. Hoping the music's still going. They were the both good, going. clean, babysitting fun. Yes. And they were both weirdly about tandem events happening in Stony Brook, wherein the older kids, the Christie and Claudia age kids, were doing an event. Yeah. Last week it was a dance. This week it's a color war. And the children of Stony Brook, the cities, mm-hmm. also wanted to do that event. Last week it was a dance. This week it's a color war. Yeah. Can you tell the Baby Nation that it takes a long time for me to write my descriptions? I'm hoping the music's still playing. It takes Jack a long time to write his descriptions. This week I came to his Airbnb at 6.30, the agreed upon time, and he had yet to finish the book. So it's probably going to be a little thin this week, Baby Nation. Also, we're recording episode 2 of 2 in one evening, and it's 10 p.m., and we're both very tired. Yes. Jack woke up at 5 a.m. this morning Yes. to get from Boston, we'll bleep that, to and we'll bleep that too. Yeah. Good. So he's on feeling especially on a train, but we'll bleep that. Yeah. So he's feeling especially punchy. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing a fun energy, mm-hmm. a good energy, yes. not a bummer energy. Yes. We're going to have fun with this. A lot. We're already having fun. Yes. But Jack's description is a little thin. So we don't want them to expect too much from it. Is the music still going? Music's still going. Okay. Yeah. Good. Shall I do it? If you want, man. But we don't want... We've managed the expectations. We've managed expectations, yeah. Right. If you, Baby Nation, take a page out of Tanner's book this week, yeah. tune out the next couple minutes, <laughs> you're not going to miss anything. Two boys. Two. Great. How will Claudia ever decide? Claudia makes up her mind. That's it? That's it? That's what Hot just wrote. you just stole that's plagiarism jack you know what baby nation we already explained why jack wasn't gonna have a lot for you this week baby nation this week baby Zers club art director hodges swallow Mm -hmm. wrote this week's description he wrote this this week's description and it is an accurate but here's the fucking thing man when i looked at it i was like hodges (laughs) you're out of your fucking mind what the hell does that mean I'm looking at these two boys, t- the titular dis- the the boys. The boys. From yeah, the, from we're the looking title. At, do we have a segment for this? Karis. Karis. Karis! For the love of God, you should have been in here already. Come in here, please. 
And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down. Uh, uh, That's a loving sound. This is the segment where we talk about the wonderful drawings of Babysitter's Club art director Hodges Swallow. Swallow. This week he has painted a cover in which Claudia is flanked by two boys. Yeah. She's glancing to her left, stage right. Yeah. At a very handsome young blonde boy. We assume is Mark. Mark Jaffe. Jaffe. Um, Claudia is in an ensemble that yeah. defies description. To her left is a slightly gawkier but cute boy. See, I disagree. Okay. And you think he's less cute or less gawk? You don't think he's gawky? I think that Pete gawky. this week, and it is a book by the great sweet Peter Laurentius. Mm-hmm. I think Pete is asking us to ask ourselves a question. And that question this week is, who is better for Claudia? And Hodges, for once, has decided to play. And he's like, all right, Pete, that's the question you're posing? That's the question you're posing? Who is it? Mark or Josh? Josh, yeah. I'm going to fucking draw these guys out for you. Here they are. And let me let me tell you how Pete complimented that. We've got two passages in Baby Nation. I want you at home to make your decision about these boys. We're going to read the passages. Claudia looks like a fucking train wreck on the cover of this book. Let me read you this passage about Josh. Mm-hmm. Rocker. Josh Rocker. Her cool friend. friend. Her friend. But maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe. Cute. This is contentious. Okay. This is right at the end of the book. Yep. Let's fucking get ready. Put your... I've got my end of the book hat on. Seatbelts on. <laughs> For a moment, our fingers touched as I started. No, I'm not. Tanner's reaching his hand out to me, and I'm not going to touch your finger. I swear to you, I'm not going to touch, touch your finger. I do. I badly don't want to. Jack, touch my fingers. Tanner, we're in. <laughs> Normally, we wouldn't be able to touch fingers while I read this, and now we are technically able to. It's important to me that we not. Touch him. I'll do it for a moment. For a moment, our fingers touch. Okay. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. For a moment, our fingers touched as I started tying. She's tying their legs together. Mm-hmm. I glanced up at him. That was when I saw it. It only lasted a moment. A split second. I caught him looking at me when he thought I wasn't looking at him. It's hard to explain. He wasn't drooling or ogling or anything. Just looking. But I'd never seen his eyes quite that way. If they had been hands, they would have been holding me gently, the way you hold a flower. If they had been a blanket, they would have been covering me to protect against the cold. No boy had ever looked at me like that. Ever. Not even Mark. That's Josh. Gosh, Claudia... I hope you had some beautiful music underneath that. No boy has ever looked at me like that either, Claudia. No, no boy has ever even glanced at me like that. Okay. Josh is high on Claudia. Yes. Josh is high on Claudia, as the passage you just read reveals. Mm -hmm. And high on weed laced with coke. Okay. Right. So so that was Josh. Right. And then you've got something for Mark, too? Yeah, do you want to... Do you, do you, I felt like you just made a somewhat unsubstantiated claim about Josh Rocker, a major character in this novel. You just read the passage, man. He's high on Claudia. Does it say that? I mean, you, it's, you can pull that out of that. Yes. Like, he, he's intoxicated by Claudia. Right. And intoxicated by marijuana laced with cocaine. We don't necessarily have evidence for that. I do. Yeah, yeah, no. It's oh, in the okay. text. All right, all right. He does. Is that what you meant? Okay. Shira and Joanna rolled their eyes. I could tell Josh was trying to cheer me up, but it wasn't working. Mark put his arm around me. I think you look great in any color, Claudia. True, said Jeannie with a smile. Aww, said Shira and Joanna. Josh groaned. So, how about those Mets? That's Josh's for, I'm bored, or can we change the topic of conversation? Mets? Mark asked. Just ignore Josh, Shira suggested. 
He's overdosed on Cocoa Puffs this morning, and it affects his brain. Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs is slang for... <laughs> it's slang for weed laced with cocaine. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what else we fucking found out in this novel, Tanner? What? Which I'm, I'm realizing there's all this hidden fucking shit. Yeah. Let me read you a passage. Yeah. I don't know how Stacy can stand to be around a chocoholic like me. Right. Claudia is addicted to chocohol. Yeah. <laughs> Pete is grappling with a lot of addiction issues this week. Pete's just throwing it in there. Yeah, I wonder if Pete's okay. I wonder if he was okay during this time period. I mean, this might be that period of Pete's. This is like when Stephen King was like always high on cocaine. Pete was busy. He's like bumping out a lot of fucking books. Yeah, and bumping up a lot of lines of cocaine and alcohol. Yeah, and alcohol. (laughs) Wow. So Josh is enamored with Claudia and looks at her as the in a way that no other boy ever has. That's Josh. Now we've got Mark. Mark has the most gorgeous long brown hair. No, no. He's no. blonde hair. That's wait, does what does Hodges say? Okay. Now we have trouble. Because Tanner's showing me the Tanner is showing me. I'm showing you a picture of what I have to assume is Mark Jaffe. Definitely Mark Jaffe. And he has blonde hair and it's short. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's right then? But here, so the, the description of Josh is accurate. Look at the way he's looking at Claudia on this yeah. book cover. He looks, he's looking at her like no boy has ever looked at me. He looks strung out. Yeah, he looks strung <laughs> out. He looks like he's been bumping Cocoa Puffs all morning. Claudia looks like she's had a, a few shots of Chocohol. <laughs> But over here on the right, we've got Mark Jaffe, and he's blonde and short-haired. Yeah. Beautiful boy. Very good-looking man. Yeah. Yeah. But he's short-haired and blonde. Yeah. He Not looks... long, dark hair. Yeah. You know who she's describing? Who? Dumb. Da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Pete Black. Pete Black has long, dark hair, as as revealed in in the one where Stacy breaks up with Robert. Stacy's lie? Yes. Is that it? Maybe. No, that's not it. Stacy's Broken Heart, a classic of the genre. Well, I, I, we're still in a, in a swallow you into the dark segment. Yeah. So we have to entertain this. Yeah. It, it's very clear in the text that we're talking about Mark Jaffe and or people Josh are. Rocker. Right. But it seems like Hodges wants us to think something else. Tanner, for the love of God in heaven, may I read you this passage about Mark? <laughs> you forgot that we were talking about a kind of thing, didn't you? Germination, <laughs> it's so late. <laughs> Mark has the most gorgeous long brown hair and about a hundred different smiles, each one devastating. A hundred smiles. I, I, I honestly, to I, could, I just ran through my mental catalog. Yeah. I don't even think I have five smiles. I've got, should we do them? Uh huh. Give me one. White guy smile. Okay, that's it's it's uh it's not much of a smile. They're turn it's turned up like just a little. It looks like Ziggy. It's what it's what people do when you you recognize someone. You're passing someone and you recognize them. Yeah, but you don't know them well enough to like say hello to them. It's it, just kind of like a hmm. the the smile that Tanner is doing right now. It's an audio medium. Is the visual equivalent of going. Yeah. That's one of my smiles. Yeah. That's my primary smile. Yeah. Second one is this. <laughs> the smile that Tanner is currently doing is the visual equivalent of going, I don't get it. Third is just this. That's another. Just a smile. Yeah, it's just a smile. It's just my smile. That's the equivalent of like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them project that. Yeah. <laughs> That's three for three so far that yeah. project that. I guess the other is like sort of a pain grimace. Yeah, that's I wouldn't call that a smile, but he does he is baring his teeth. Yeah. I think that's it. Four that's four. I've got one. Yeah. I've got one smile. Let me see it. Hang on. Because it takes time to do it. it takes yeah. time to ram up to it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but Josh has a hundred. Needless to say, says Claudia, he was Elected king of the seventh grade by a landslide. Mark Jaffe is the smiling king. Of the seventh grade? I'm sorry. Of the seventh grade? (laughs) 
Ted's got another thing he does. It's not that's like not quite a smile, but it's a way of projecting how excited he is to be in your company, and it's saying things through a yawn. <laughs> but so that that is the choice that Pete is presenting us with this week. Hodges apparently was like, "Okay, Pete, I'm with you, but I'm gonna do Pete Black instead." <laughs> I really love Pete Black. I really like Pete Black. <laughs> I really want people to come over to his way of thinking. It's two boys, right? Yeah. They're all boys are alike, right? You two want... boys, so it must be some boy and Pete Black, right? And one everyone's like, no, Pete. <laughs> it's not Pete Black. He's like, I don't get it. Who else would it be? One of them's high on Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> I can do that. I know that look. <laughs> Looking at it right now. And the other one's Pete Black, right? Two boys, two grades. How will Claudia ever decide? Claudia's looking at Mark. The expression she has on her face is like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, she, Claudia becomes very annoyed with Mark this week. A fact that would be revealed if we ever fucking described this oh, goddamn yeah. book. Tanner's going to describe this book for you right now. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy, and Tanner is going to describe every single fucking thing that happens in this novel during those 60 seconds. Tanner, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to begin right now baby nation color wars are back in stony brook you remember the last few color wars they were pretty tense but this week the color wars are fun claudia as queen of the seventh grade decides you know we're both in the same room together (laughs) (laughs) that was jack pouring himself a heaping helping of uh red wine um tempranito anyway Claudia decides to volunteer to man the ship of Color Wars for the seventh grade. Their color is orange and tries to get Mark Jaffe to help her boyfriend, her seventh grade boyfriend, but he is not very helpful. And um, her other friends like Josh Rocker and Sheila and the great gang are being helpful. Meanwhile, Christy is struggling with the Kilborn kids, Tiffany and Maria, because they are angry with their older sister, Shannon Kilborn, because she doesn't have enough time for them, and they do and time, a big sister Tanner, war. You're describing last week's novel. Oh, God. I did it again, huh? Yeah, you did it again. Okay, I can do this. No, the color war. So the kid, the older kids have a color war between the grades at Stony Brook Middle School and the kids decide they want to have a dance. So they start planning a dance no, and they all invite one another. Fucking books now. Listen, they have a color war. They have a color war. The kids have a color war that Christy and the, and the BSC members host. Your time is up. And Your Claudia up. decides that she wants to date no. Shannon Kilborn instead of Josh Rocker. Can I do it? And Mr. and Mrs. Kilborn show up at the dance, and they dance with Claudia. Can I just because they've taken, they've decided to spend less time on their jobs and spend more time with Claudia. Is that right? No. Okay. Tanner, let me help you. This novel, Claudia makes up her mind. Yeah. Is a very much. Is a very much. My name is Borat. Is very much a squeakquel. <laughs> <laughs> to the novel Claudia, Queen of the Seventh Grade. Right, 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 right. And in the novel Claudia, Queen of the Seventh Grade, Pete Lorangis, with his deft touch and his deep character Bible, sets up that Claudia and Mark Jaffe are dating, but this nerd, Mr. Kilborn. No. Okay. I'm still getting it mixed up. You, it, you certainly are. Yeah, this, yeah. This nerd who's cute and. He's cute, and, and he is stuffed animal cute instead of boyfriend cute right. is a way of saying that, and by which I mean it's the way Claudia says it. Jack, I'm going to say this very briefly because I yeah. suspect you're going to hate it. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Broadcast News? No, I haven't. Yeah, I weirdly actually have. You have? It's a classic. It's a great movie. Yes. Mark yeah. Jaffe is, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Josh Rocker is the Albert Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Good. What fun that was. What's that guy's name? It's. I feel like it's not gonna. It's not gonna add to the conversation to know the name. That's the thing, though. Tanner doesn't. Have, the internet here is spotty, and Tanner doesn't have an internet machine that's more useful. worried about my internet machine interfering with my mic. No, I. It, this book is a sequel to the novel 
Claudia Queen in the seventh grade, which sets up this love triangle between William Hurt. Was it worth it? Sets up a love triangle between William Hurt, Mr. Kilborn, and (laughs) Claudia Kishi. Baby Nation, we're in real trouble. (laughs) This is as bad, Baby Nation, this is as bad trouble as we've ever been in. Holly Hunter, if you're listening to us now, plays a producer. Please save us. Jack, we're talking a lot of hey this week about our boy Sweet Pete Larangis. Yep. I'm wondering, Jack, this week, okay, if you have a Larangis moment. There are writers I'll remember telling tales of Stony Brook, some by Nola, some by Suzanne. Some by Jonna, some Ellen books. All these writers have their moments of ballers and tears and Bible lore. I know that when I stop and think about them, Larangis, I love you more. Bum, 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 bum. Cause of all of Anne's ghost writers, there is no one compares with you. For your moments bring such meaning. Every Monday when we review tales of Christy, Dong, and Stacy. Of burning and bees and purple orbs. I know then when I stop and think about them. Larangis, I love you more. Bum, 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 bum. Larangis, I love you. Baby Nation, if you're new to the podcast, you're probably wondering what that was. That was a song by Baby B. Liz, (laughs) set to the tune of In My Life by the much maligned by Pete Black Beatles. (laughs) And this is a segment in which we discuss the moment in the text that we realized that we could not have been reading anything but a book by the sweet Peter Larangis because of his witticisms. And his snappy dialogue and his brilliantly crafted scenes. And this week, I'm asking Jack Shepard, who is lost in his notes, uh-huh. whether or not he had a Larangis moment. Yeah. Yeah. I did. You did have one. My The moment in this text when I knew that this text could only have been written by the great sweet Peter Larangis mm. is also a moment that adds in a profound and wonderful way to the character of Mark Jaffe, created out of clay and love by Peter Larangis himself, mm-hmm. and breathed with life. This moment, Tanner, is my Larangis moment. And it is a moment when Claudia's still pretty into Mark. It's a hell of a ramp up, man. <laughs> Claudia's still pretty into Mark, but things are maybe going off the rails. Yeah. And boy, if you had done a good job of describing this book, the Baby Nation would know that the central tension of this novel is that Claudia... William Hurt is trying to date Mr. Kilborn, mm-hmm. but Mr. Kilborn's too busy at his high-stress job. Yeah. You would also know that the literal central tension of this book is that weirdly... Claudia, who has just been relegated <laughs> to the seventh to grade. the seventh grade, yep. has to choose not just between two boys, but between two grades. That was what Hodges was driving at the whole time. Yes, Claudia has been invited to rejoin the eighth grade. Yes. Her grades are so good in seventh grade that she, her guidance counselor feels she is not being challenged enough and that she can get back up to speed and and rejoin her classmates in the eighth grade before the end of the year. I don't want to dive into this too much, especially since we're talking about something else, but does that not feel terribly negligent to you? <laughs> it does feel terribly negligent on both Mr. Kingsbridge, Kingsbridge 
Kingbridge and her guidance counselor part. Yeah. And on Anne and the scholastic lawyer's part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> it's, like, it's too hard for Claudia to be in the <laughs> grade. We want them to be sitting at the lunch table together, but we already said their schedules are different. Yeah. We don't like it. So now <laughs> Claudia's back in the eighth grade. But what the fuck is that? They were like, hey, Claudia, you're too dumb to be in the eighth grade. Now you're in the seventh grade. And then like... A month goes by, and she does well because she already took the same literal fucking test a right. year ago. And right. they're like, now we've decided with a lot of tutoring and hard work, we can get you back into the eighth grade again. I feel as though there are these little cul-de-sacs in these books Yeah, where there will be a like five to ten episode arc where something very disruptive happens. Yeah, The first time it happened was when Stacy moved away from Stony Brook and back to New York briefly. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, totally. And then back to Stony Brook. Yeah. The other time it happened is when Marianne and Logan broke up for a handful of books and then got back together. Right. They're just trying to fix it. And this is true of this book as well. It's like they they broke the world. Right. And they can't. And the the world that they've created has more integrity and strength. They're like, let's than have what some, they're trying to do to. Let's it. get silly. Let's yeah. have some fucking fun. Let's break the world. But and then they break it, and it's like, oh wait, the rules of the world can't handle it. Right. Things start falling apart. Right. Abby goes crazy. It has unforeseen consequences. Like that's what happened in Abby the Bad Sport, right? Like they fucking put Claudia back in the seventh grade, and they're like, "Oh, this will be fine." Yeah. Like we've we've like readjusted the timeline. Right. Like they're repeating the year over and over again. But don't worry, this year instead of just having them in eighth grade, we'll have Claudia be in seventh grade, and that'll be fun. Yeah. And then Abby goes off the fucking rails and like knocks over everybody on the soccer team. Right. And they're like, "Oh shit!" Assault a. It's a butterfly effect. A de- developmentally disabled person. Well, and this is what, listen to what Claudia says about this. Listen to what Claudia says about her choice to go back to the eighth grade that she has to make. When she's going to the guidance counselor to say what she has chosen. Right. She says, I felt as if I were heading for some underground spy meeting to decide the fate of the world, which in a funny way was true. True for my world. <laughs> Wait, walk me through that again. I felt as if I were heading for some underground spy meeting to decide the fate of the world. Which is true. Which in a funny way was true. True for my, my world. world. Right. She sees it. She sees it. She fucking sees it. Yeah. You decided to go for like a, a lore Lorangus moment this week. No, that's just where we've ended up talking. We we have long digressed from where okay, my Lorangus moment. That wasn't your Lorangus moment. So Baby Nation, yet. all of that was a ramp up to this moment. Now <laughs> it's Jack's Lorangus moment. Take it away, bud. Thanks for bringing me back to that in a natural way. Yep. Come on, let's go. What okay. do you got? Do you ha- you have one? <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> do you want me to do mine? No, I want to fucking get back to it. You took me out here. You took me out here. I did. You took yourself no, out here. You took me. I out joined here. you. I was like. I was like. Here's it. I joined you on the journey. I went on the journey with you, but no, you no, took yourself and, out here. Go. <laughs> now his little like no. cheap rig is falling. Go and die because here's what happened. Here's what here's what fucking happened, baby nation. And you'll know that this is what happened because you've experienced it. Here's what fucking happened. And sorry to take out the pants and underwear mm-hmm. here, but. You were like, I was like, hey, let's go for a walk on the beach. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, man, it's time for a beach walk. Right. Beach walk time. Beach walk time. And I was like, cool, let's walk on the beach. And then I was like, oh, you know what's nice about walks on the beaches? And you were like, let's dive in the ocean. Yeah, that's and cool. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And they were like, let's swim out further, man. Look at this. Oh, look at, look at the stars and the, there's sharks in the ocean. Oh, there's sharks in the ocean. You feel that drag? That's the undertow. You just got to swim through it. And then you're like, we're drowning. We're drowning. <laughs> and you're like, why did you take us out here? <laughs> That's not true. You took us out there. You're the one who d- insisted on diving into the ocean. Here's my Laurentius no, moment. I, my, I, if I cannot fucking say my Laurentius moment, I will murder you. Do it. Mark was late for school, which is not that unusual. As he slid into his seat, he smiled and whispered, What's going on? <laughs> I like our Mark impressions. That's what Mark is like. Yeah. He's cool, but also not cool. Miss Pilly was glowering at us, so I wrote him a note and handed it to him when she wasn't looking. The note, for context, 
and now you'll know why I had to explain it because you did a poor job of explaining it in your 60 seconds. As did you. Has to do with the fact that Claudia is deciding whether or not to go back to the eighth grade. Uh-huh. He read it carefully and wrote something back. Stay, dear Claudia, or my life is over. He scribbled on a sheet stained with tears. <laughs> As if. As if. Actually, this is what his note said. Cool. You get to graduate a year early and leave this dump. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he means Stony Brook Middle School or Stony Brook? Stony Brook Middle School. I think they probably stay in Stony Brook to right. go to high school. Right, right, right. We don't okay. know. There's no way we know. and won't let us know. She won't let us see that far. Right. Until Friends Forever, Baby Nation. I refuse to read them. And I will not read them. It's non-canon. What was your Laurentius moment? <clears throat> oh, Tanner doesn't know what his Laurentius moment He's is. trying to decide how far back to go. Alan Gray, I murmured. That name wasn't there yesterday. It was Tuesday morning. I'd arrived at school early to collect ideas for color war events from students. I was hanging out by the poster, pen in hand, with Josh, Shira, Jeannie, and Joanna. I was going to have to lead my class against the biggest dork in the eighth grade. Who's Alan Gray, Josh asked. An old boyfriend or something? I almost barfed. Alan Gray is the absolute lowest form of life on this planet, I explained. Amoebas run away when they see him. Amoebas don't have legs, Josh said. <laughs> you know what I mean, I snapped. It's good. Just good snappy writing. It's so, like something out of uh, James L. Brooks' classic Broadcast News, I starring just, William Hurt, Holly Hunter, and Albert Brooks. I could follow you on this one, but I just I feel like it's not going to have a lot of a lot of legs. Much like amoebas. <laughs> I feel like, Tanner, it's interesting that we both took two sides here of the boyfriend decision uh-huh. in our Laranges moment. I chose swoopy-haired Mark Jaffe yeah. for my Laranges moment, and you chose nerd. Cool, fun, fun, funny, fun guy. Josh Rocker. Cute. Cute, cute. Maybe. Tough to say, Baby Nation. We're going to let you mull that over while we... Take a break. Take a break. I need another beer. You say goodbye. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I... Goodbye. Tanner. Jackie. Before we move on from the topic of Josh and Mark, and it's appropriate that we have dwelled on them as long as we have because... I'm with Josh. I'm with Mark. Poor decision on your part. Well, you made the same decision that Claudia made. True, and we love Claudia. We love Claudia. We have nothing bad to say about her. She's perfect in every way. You have egg on your face. Jack, you want to introduce a new topic? No, I want to... Take it away. Continue talking about the topic that we have already been talking about. Before we move away from it, I would be remiss if I did not raise this point via this passage. Tanner, would you please listen to me? Claudia and Josh are talking about whether or not they should get together. I don't know, Josh. I guess that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Can you and me, you and I, be, you know, more than just friend and friend? I shrugged. I don't know. You can't just declare it. It sort of has to develop. That's it? That's the passage. Tanner, what's wrong with that passage? Um, Josh said you and me first when he meant you and I, but then he corrected himself and said you and I. No, Tanner, we fucking know how this works. Oh, 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 right, right, right. You have to do kissing twice. You kiss once, then you kiss a second fucking right, time. Right. It's everybody fucking knows it. But here's the thing. Claudia Jack, knows it. That's a process, right? That's a process. That's, that's a, a system. That's the process. That's the system. And process has steps. You start at kiss one. Square one. You end up at relationship. Along the way, there are two that's what stepping they- stones along that path. Yes. Stepping stone number one. Kiss one. Yes. Stepping stone number two, kiss Twice. two. Claudia says, you can't just declare it. You have to get there. Right. So what Josh has to do is kiss twice. Right. What Josh does... Kiss once. Kiss once. Yes. On the lips. Yeah. Claudia, Josh. Sure. Claudia and Mark break up, so she's not stepping out. Yeah. They decide that they're not right for one another. Mark has oddly close relationship with his friend with his friend frank o'malley who's moving to portland yes very close he's really bummed out that his friend frank o'malley is moving to portland and he's much more interested in hanging out with his friend frank o'malley uh-huh. than going on any dates with claudia so they break up which is highly fucking relatable there's another relatable passage can i read the other relatable passage uh-huh <laughs> after he goes and hangs out with 
Frank O'Malley and Claudius piss at him for breaking another date. Here's the conversation they had. I've been looking forward to this for days, but now that we were finally together, I felt awful. What was the point? Mark, I finally said, do you think this is working? Do I think what is working? Us. <laughs> Mark shrugged. I guess. I haven't thought about it that way. That wasn't the answer I was hoping for. What do you think about Mark? Do you ever think about us? Well, yeah, I am now, right? <laughs> I mean, how can I help it? <laughs> Mark is hyper relatable. I don't mean now. I mean in general. It's just that, well, sometimes it seems as if you're not there. So you're talking about yesterday and the day before? I couldn't be there. I, I had to postpone. I mean there, there. I mean mentally there. There for me. I don't get it, Claudia. Are you asking, like, are you my girlfriend? Because, yeah, that's what I tell people and all. I don't care what you tell people. I care about what you feel. <laughs> now a lot I, for Mark O'Malley. He feels a lot. I'm sorry, Frank O'Malley. For Frank O'Malley. I think Mark O'Malley was the guy who hosted Guts. He ran for president. That was Martin O'Malley. Yeah. Will you um, Google Mark O'Malley, please? Mm, You're the one at the computer. I'm not. It's not going to happen. I want to read the passage. <gasps> Tanner's trying do, to do, Google, do, 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 but do, do, he do, do, can't because he do, doesn't do, do, have do, a thing. Jack Google's for Tanner. Happen. <laughs> Fine. Mark O'Malley, you asshole. I was going to read a fucking scintillating passage about when Claudia does her first kiss with Josh. Mark O'Malley is a senior research fellow at NREL. He's the chief scientist of energy systems integration. He's also a professor of electrical engineering at University College Dublin. You happy now? Was it worth it? Mike O'Malley okay. was the host of Guts. And, and how does it relate to the text? It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Can I read the fucking passage where Claudia kisses Josh? Yes. Jesus God. They do a kiss. They're not in a relationship yet at the end of the book, but they do a kiss. And this is how it went. I sat up and smiled at him. So, what do we do now? Another kiss. We? You mean like, we in terms of us? God, this is such a parallel passage to the passage I just read. Yeah. Fucking Pete. Josh is on her wavelength. Pete Larangis, man. Yeah. It's like the same conversation she had with Mark. Right. But it's... In a different context, and Josh gets it. Josh gets it. Oh, I feel Josh like I've learned something. I feel like I've learned a lesson, and I don't love it. He's the perfect boy for Claudia. Because I was reading, because before I was reading it, and I was like, this is relatable in terms of Mark, because he's like, I was Very like, what aloof. the fuck is Claudia talking about? Yeah. What do you mean, us? Yeah, what does that like, mean? I have to think about us because you're talking about me and you. Us in the Jenna and Malcolm sense of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, we have not fused as one <laughs> through an unholy union of flesh. <laughs> we have not suffered the mortification of our mortal bodies. No, but us, yeah, we're hanging out. Yeah. But now I'm starting to see it because Pete did this fucking beautiful parallel construction. We, you mean like we in terms of us? Yeah. I don't know, Josh said with a shrug. What do you want to do? See, he's asking her. He asked her a question. He asked her a question. Mark never asked her anything. Mark was just like, uh... Sorry, babe. Frank O'Malley needs me. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> I don't know, Josh said with a shrug. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? This. No, Tanner's reaching his hand out to touch fingers with me. Do I have to... What, the, at what point would it be useful for me to touch your fingers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, th this. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. And it wasn't that, but this. Josh leaned closer to me as if he'd noticed something odd on my face. <laughs> like, Claudia, you've kissed before, right? And I don't want to take this apart, and we're going through it a little slower than it probably happened. But that's not like, if you lean in to kiss a girl. Yeah, you don't want her to think. I don't think we want her to be like. Why is he coming at me like that? <laughs> Do I have something that's so weird and minuscule on my face that he needs to get, like, nose to nose? Get in on it. But then he kept leaning until his face was so close I couldn't focus. She's, like, crossing her eyes. <laughs> She's trying her best. Maybe it is happening this slowly. <laughs> <laughs> then I felt his lips softly press mine. Tan Baby Nation, I'm... Tan Tanner did a kissing sound into the mic, and I don't think it necessarily had the desired effect. 
But if it did, I want to apologize. I did a little kiss on my mic. (laughs) I was shocked. Stunned. But I didn't want to move an inch. I assume that's the experience you have also had. If it's not, we would both like to formally apologize. To whom? To you for you getting kissed through the mic. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I formally apologize for kissing all of you baby <laughs> through the mic. Instead, I closed my eyes. This is an alternative. Instead, I closed my eyes. And I realized that all my decisions over the last 24 hours had been good ones. All of them. Now they're dating, but they're not because it's just fucking once. They'll kiss again, I assume. Got any updates? Have you kissed a second time with your wife, Jamie Greenring? I would prefer not to say. Okay. I can tell you what I have done twice. Okay. Kiss this microphone. (laughs) Does that mean the microphone and I are in a relationship? It might mean you're in a relationship with Baby Nation. Oh! Baby Nation. <laughs> Congratulations. We're registered at Dillard's. <laughs> I'll let Jamie know. Um, Jack. Yeah. I was hoping to talk about Ring Ring. Uh, What's happening? I was hoping to bring up. Wait, hang on. Before you go on, I feel like I heard something like a phone ringing. At the Airbnb here? Is there yeah. even a phone here? Ring Ring? What was that? Yeah, I heard it. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard a Did phone Did it come ringing. from the other room? No, it's probably ring, like ring. It came from any. Yep, there it goes again. I don't know. Oddly, I'm going to bring up a new topic of conversation. Okay. Ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work when I try. When I'm interrupting myself. No, I feel like there's a phone ring. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, should I pick it up? You should pick it up, maybe. Okay. Well, it seems like it stopped actually. Ring, ring. <laughs> oh, there it goes. It's still going. <laughs> Uh, I think at this point, let's just leave it. Okay, let's just leave it. Yeah, because okay. if, if it seems like they stay, uh, yeah, give me one more. Well, in that case, I was wondering if you had a <gasps> ring, ring. What was that? Hello, <laughs> hello. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Sorry, is there more than one person on the line? <laughs> it's just me, Rich. Rich. Yes. Rich. Oh, hey. Who is this? Goliath. Goliath. Hardbody. How are you? Of course. Goliath, can I confess something to you before we get started? Do we know one another that well? You bought my company, Cinertech. Right. Of course. We've worked together very closely. Of course. I'm glad one of us is keeping track of the canon. Uh, I recently went to Hawaii with some friends Uh who have disappeared. Oh my gosh, Rich, are you okay? I'm fine, but that's not what I want to talk to you about. What do you, what do you, I called you. No, I called you. (laughs) What I want to talk to you about is I don't really know why I've called you. (laughs) It's funny, I thought I called you, but, um. I just had a I guess you called me. Yeah. You called me to ask, (laughs) me to ask you. Yeah. Rich. Mm. Yeah. Let me explain my, my situation, Rich. Okay. You and I have had a rocky relationship, Rich. That's for sure. Goliath is you. Is me. Hard Body <laughs> Industries is my company. Yes. It purchased Synertech. That's right. Your company. My company. And you were run drummed it the out. Yep. yep. You and I have not had the the closest professional relationship. Right. But I'm looking for well, let me set up the situation. Yeah. You ever hear of... Um... <laughs> Take your time. <sighs> Why do we make it so hard on ourselves, man? <laughs> we need to like back into it backwards. Fucking <laughs> <like> morons. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you ever... Um... You run in the circles. I run. Of course, I run in the circles. I'm Sh- leveraging all the influencers. Surely you've heard of Hippolyta Swift Thighs. <laughs> Hippolyta Swift Thighs. Oh, oh, the the CEO Swift Thighs Industry of Swift Thighs Industry. She is a titan, mm. metaphorically speaking. Uh, metaphorically speaking, yes. In this industry, mm. she came to me some time back. Mm. As you know. She's been doing a lot of ordinating. Mm-hmm. She's an ordinator. Yes. Very important role in our industry these days. Some say she's the best ordinator mm-hmm. out there. Counting those ordinal numbers. 
she's just doing it all. Yeah. She came to me a while back and she said to me, Goliath, yeah. I am looking for a coordinator. What don't you just you surely you just need one. You'd think so, but yeah. her workload got to the point where it was like she needed she needed another man in there, you know? So this well, let's not be gendered about this. Sorry, she needed another person in there. <laughs> so this would be let's can I get this straight, Goliath? Yeah. yeah. This would be two people doing the war ordinating. It was it equal was enough par- ordinating equal- work for two people. Okay, so it would be Rich. like a, a two ordinator. It's a yeah. We just we're calling it a we 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 are calling it a coordinators. Coordinator? Yeah, we are coordinating. Oh, there you're co you're coordinating. Right. Oh, that's good. Me and Hippolyta. Yeah. Uh, Hippolyta and I. Mm-hmm. Rich. Yeah. Coordinating. Mm-hmm. Is a business. Mm-hmm. A business is good, bud. It's good. So good. Yeah. That Hippolyta and I are actually looking to bring on some extra talent. A triordinator. Well, we're um do you know Claudia Kishi? The Have babysitter? You? The babysitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was one of your people early on. Yeah, that we actually brought on when we acquired one of the girls, yeah. When we acquired um Cinertech. Was it called Cinertech? That's the name of the company that I is my passion project that you bought from me and bought me out of, yes, right, fairly recently. So she actually coined this term um, mm-hmm. a while back when she was um, she was she was coordinating a uh, sorry, that's it's confusing. It sounds similar, yeah, but it's different. Um, she was coordinating a, a school color war with her boyfriend at the time, Mark. Not Josh Rocker. Um, no, that's her boyfriend now. It's very difficult to keep track. Yeah, she was coordinating this color war, and she decided that she would be a coordinator, and he would be a coordinator, and they would be co-coordinators. So that's kind of where we've drawn inspiration for this role Mm. that I'm calling you about, Mm -hmm. Rich. We're looking for a co-coordinator. Of? Dynamic systems technology. A co- Co- Co-coordinator. Coordinator. Yeah. Of dynamic systems technology. Yeah. Uh, we've drawn inspiration from, from Claudia Kishi and her co-coordinator, Mark Jaffe, from the Color Wars. Goliath, you bought my company. You fired me. Rich, we didn't buy your company. I wasn't interested in Dynatech. Is it Dynatech? It's Cinertech. Cinertech. I wasn't interested in Cinertech. You know what I was interested in? What? You. Why'd you push me out? The bored man, you know? <laughs> Hippolyta was breathing down my neck. She doesn't think you're talented at all. And you want me to be, instead of CAO of, of my own company. Which is? Cinertech. Which got bought out. So you're you're currently unemployed. Correct. Yeah. You want me to be a co- Co-ordinator. Co-ordinator. Of this joint venture we're going in on. Me. You. Hippolyta. Listen to this lineup. Hippolyta Swift Eyes. Goliath Hardbody. <laughs> Rich Rich. <laughs> You should talk to Hercules Throb Muscle. <laughs> I'm still looking for my friends. Okay, Rich, you know what? I shot my shot. <laughs> I'm going to move on. And... and scene. Scene. Anyway, Jack is bad at naming characters, and I'm good at naming <laughs> characters. And Claudia's looking for a co-coordinator? She's looking for a co-coordinator. Of the... S- for the Color Wars. And fucking... Th- we learned nothing! From the nightmare that was the Spirit Wars. Right. Nothing. Yeah. That was, like, that almost destroyed... That almost destroyed... Marianne. drove Dawn out of Stony Brook. Right. Forever. Right. They were like, let's all wear blue. And Dawn was like, I'm leaving Stony Brook. I'm leaving Stony Brook. Marianne was reduced to a gibbering wreck. And the adults of Stony Brook were like, let's all... Hey, children of Stony Brook? Yeah. You all wear your underwear tomorrow. Yeah, and then we're going to set you on fire. (laughs) And then they were like, let's do Color Wars again. That was fun. Pete. Jack. Jack. That was a lot of fun. I liked it. But you interrupted me. Yes. Burn of the week. It is pretty late. You should be quiet. Yeah, I know. I realize we're in an Airbnb. 
Um, you did interrupt me when I was halfway through my bubba buzz earlier. Just trying to help you, man. The phone started ringing. Trying to help you. That's not my fault. The phone started ringing. Um, do you are, see? This is the thing about when you do it without asking a question. We're in it. But I did ask you know. a question several no. several minutes ago. Oh, I see. You're asking me whether I had a burn of the week. Yeah. May I tell you? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like no. No, I got it. Okay. My first burn of the week was um, amoebas don't have legs. Okay. This is a hot burn. Good burn. Well, it was actually amoebas run away when they see him, uh-huh. but that burn was negated by Pete Larangis when Josh said amoebas don't have legs. Mm-hmm. So the burn of the week that I want to bring you this week is on Claudia, star Love. of this novel. Love it. I cried after Mark called to cancel our Saturday night date. No, he didn't cancel because of Frank O'Malley this time. <laughs> His dad needed help buying an outboard motor or something. Boy, was I angry. I actually said to him, It's me or the boat. Take your choice. He went with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Burn on you, Claudia. <laughs> you know what's cooler than Claudia? Shopping for boat motors. Yeah. Claudia, you're great <laughs> yeah. and your outfits are awesome, but you know what I like better? Outboard motors. You're not, you're not boat motor great, Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> you're great. You're not boat motor you're not great. Boat motor great. <clears throat> also, you're a fucking chocoholic. And until you get help. This is the adult color wars. Okay. Give up now, Kishi, Alan said. Great. In a goony voice. I grabbed my tan colored crepa. I don't know what a crepa is. I grabbed my tan colored crepa. Crepa's capitalized. I think it's kinda of, it's like a crepe. It's like a crepe. It's a crepe, but So they're doing they're doing portrait drawings. The right. competition for this color war event is portrait drawings. Right. So Claudia grabs her tan-colored crepe. Uh-huh. It stuck to my hand. <laughs> Bubblegum. Alan was trying very hard not to giggle. You rotten stinking. I stood up. Alan took off like a shot. Calmly, I scrawled a message on his wooden stool in thick black crepas. And then she's got a glyph here. <laughs> Can you read it? Yeah, it says, it's upside down exclamation point. Backwards E, M, mm-hmm. backwards K, backwards C, I, backwards K. Wait. Mm. Okay, Tanner's oh, t- if you flip it upside, turned his phone upside down. If, if you read it backwards, if you were to look at this in a mirror, yeah. it would say, kick me. Uh-huh. And then I went back to work. Alan managed to slither back. I made sure to keep eye contact while he sat down. I have to say I did a fabulous likeness of Bonnie, so she loved it. So did Mr. Kingbridge. One point for orange. Lucky, Alan said. What a sore loser. He became even sorer later on when kids began kicking him for no reason. Mr. Gray will see you now. <laughs> Did I still hear Mr. Gray will see you now again? <laughs> Step into my weird room. Kids are going to be kicking me for no reason. I think she wrote in oil crayon. I think what a cray pie is. That's what it is. Is an oil crayon. So it's on his to... bench. Yeah. Kick me backwards. Yeah. And Claudia... Oh, and he said he sat in it. He sat in it. That's good. So that when he stood up, his butt said correctly. Yeah, kick me. Kick me. But the burn is on Claudia because what she didn't know is that's what Alan Cray likes. He likes it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's been waiting for this. Get in my weird-ass room. Yeah. Get in my weird-ass room and kick my butt. Oh no, we've been recording for too long. Come into my weird ass room and kick my butt. <laughs> We're in real trouble. Okay, Jack, I just have one more thing to talk about. Okay. And let's get the fuck out of here, huh? Yeah. yeah. Is it dolls? No, it's not dolls. Do you want to talk about dolls? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you talk about dolls, and then I'll talk about the origin story of one of NFL's greatest players. Wow. Okay. Baby Nation, you have been skeptics all along about the obvious and clear fact that Anna Martin, author of The Dull People, has placed in these novels a mysterious faction of dolls who are rising up against these girls mm-hmm. to take over Stony Brook for nefarious reasons We've discussed as it. yet unknown. And as clearly stated in these texts, the only way to stop them is to drown them. Right. Well, let me read you this passage and see if I can turn you from Scully's into Mulder's. The afternoon started innocently enough. Abby went right to the Papadakis house after school. Linny Papadakis, who is nine, met Abby at the door. Henny, his seven-year-old sister, raced into the living room behind him. 
Hi, they squealed. Linny was wearing a black suit, and Henny had on a black velvet party dress with a black and white sash. Let me guess, Abby said. A funeral for a doll? <laughs> Why would she guess that? Why would she guess that of she, all the she, things? Abby, Abby sees two children in Stony Brook, and they're both wearing black. Yeah. And she's like, another doll funeral. No. <laughs> <laughs> it must be Sunday. But it's good, doll news. Funeral. it's good news for us. It means they figured it out. They figured it out. It's good news for us because it means another doll has died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, we can, don't say that lightly. We don't love that it's what has to happen. No. But yeah. it's what has to happen. Right. If there's one fewer doll in this world, I'm a happy man. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. yeah. May I spin a yarn for you? Oh, I would love it. I need you to bring up some inspirational music right now. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you about the origin story. And this is something we used to discuss a lot. But we haven't talked about it in ages because this character has dropped off the radar, but he is back this week. Not our fault, Anne's fault. <laughs> it's the origin story of back. one of the NFL's greatest living players mm-hmm. currently. Across Brenner Field, a safe distance from everyone else, Christie was holding a Nerf football toss. Four-year-old Jamie Newton was standing behind the throw line, which is a yardstick. He was winding his arm as if the Nerf ball were a baseball. Don't try to overpower it, Christy warned. I'm going to go so far, Jamie promised. Okay, Jamie, throw, Christy said. Jamie kept winding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it across the whole field. Jamie, hurry up, urged Lindsay DeWitt. Jamie gritted his teeth and threw. The ball flipped into the air and landed behind him. Good try, Jamie, Christy said. Jamie turned and walked to a tree. Silently, he sat down. Then he burst into tears. Jamie Newton. The origin story of the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. Star quarterback. quarterback Cam Newton. Cam Newton. His first time out on the field, throws the ball with all his might, gains zero yards, negative yards, loses yards, and then as is his custom in most NFL games... Most modern NFL games. Yeah. He found the nearest tree. Yeah. Sat down. <laughs> cried. And cried. Well, and here is Cam Newton, February 9th, 2016. Why didn't you dive on that fumble, Cam? I don't dive on one fumble because the way my leg was, it could have been contorted in a way. Okay, you say my effort. I didn't dive down. I fumbled. That's fine. But we didn't lose that game because of that fumble. I can tell you that. Yeah. And then he went and cried. And then he went and cried under a tree. Under a tree. Yeah. That is obviously the same man. Yep. Yep. You're looking at you're looking at Cam Newton in his early years. 20 years in the past. Whoo. Wow. <clears throat> should There we... it is, the origin story. Cammy Newton. It's all in the text. Claudia is a flat earther. We're not we don't have time to get into that. Don't we? We don't. <laughs> Are you sure? This year I've been called in once before, the day Mrs. Amer sent me back to the seventh grade. What now? Take it easy, Kishi. I told myself, calm down. Maybe it's no big deal. Right. And the world is flat. <laughs> so we've got Stacy McGill, climate change denier. Now we've got Claudia Kishi, flat, flat earther. earther. Yep. And baby nation, we don't need to explain flat earth theory to you because we explained it in d- dog. Problematic threesome. And the difficult three. Impossible three. Impossible three. Also, we were, we were high on, we were high on <laughs> jet lag. Success of our and not cocoa puffs. <laughs> newly launched podcast. I've been Tanner Don and the Impossible Three also filmed in an echoey Airbnb. Oh, we've Baby come full Nation. circle. How far? And you, you know been? what? I'm going to be back in Germany next week. Yeah, I certainly hope Tanner that you're going to go to Altjesnitz. Alt Altjesnitz. Yes, Jesnitz. Tanner. Baby Nation. Next week, I'll be reporting live from Alt Jesnit. <laughs> Jack will be back in Austin. Neither of us will be at this Airbnb in Brooklyn. Yeah. Jack, it was a pleasure to be here in this liminal space with you. It's a pleasure to be here in this liminal space with you. I have been Tanner. Come on, Greenland. man. There's so much other shit we do. It's fine for you to take the lead. 
But there's so much other shit we do before we say who Baby Nation, there. please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Yes. And if you haven't yet, we would love it if you would recommend this podcast to a Jack. Is that a joke from this episode or last episode? Last episode. <laughs> I just feel like it doesn't, it carries over for us. Jack this episode, do it, Jack. Yeah. I hilarious. have been Tanner Greenring. Can I take over? You do it, but don't repeat all the stuff I just said. I won't repeat, but please do rate, review, and subscribe because it's it means a lot to us. Tanner's gone. This week, Baby Nation, we read a book. We read this week a book that was called Claudia, Claudia Makes Up Her Mind. Mm. That was called Claudia Makes Up Her Mind. Mm. And honestly, we did our best to talk about it. Next week, Baby Nation, we are going to be reading a book that is called The Secret Life of Mary Ann Spear. Terrifying. Terrifying. I'm ter- fucking terrified. That scared me when you said it. I didn't like it. I bet she's got like a site on the deep web. Yeah. Where she like sells organs. Human masks. Yes. Like she cuts people's faces off and like sends them out as masks. When she learned to sew from that old lady. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Baby Nation, if you want to skip next week's episode. It's going to be dark. We give you permission. Yeah. This week, however, I have been Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. This week, Baby Nation, round off the corners in your bedroom. Ground all your dolls. Call your senator and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember Ben Hobart. Take your dream horse through the maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Fucking hell! Um, no, I'm drinking this wine. Um, and f- don't forget it. Don't forget it. I'm the baby. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <coughs> Tenor, Jackie. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>